Welcome to the Prophecy Club. May you have a happy and prosperous 2021. This comes to us, the first phrase is from Dana Coverstone. At this time I saw the man, that would be the angel, that had seen in the previous dream standing in the place where the president gives the State of the Union address. He tapped the microphone three times and stated in a loud voice, A house divided shall not stand. I'll repeat that. A house divided shall not stand. Meaning that it's not the house that decides whether it's going to stand or not. Meaning it is God that decides whether the house shall stand or not. And it is God saying that if our house, if America is divided, he will see to it that it shall not stand. Meaning our prayers... Our fasted prayers for this nation better not be over. Hal Turner, December 29, headline, Biden urges America to unite and heal, but actor David Cross says, F that. I want blood. Again, actor David Cross says, F that. I want blood. He goes on to say Joe Biden has stated that he wants to see America unite and heal, but some of his supporters on the left have the opposite idea and want to see Trump supporters suffer, violently so. Actor-comedian David Cross is the latest Hollywood figure to call for retribution, apparently, against President Trump and the people who supported him. The Mr. Show and Arrested Development star is calling for blood in a tweet on Saturday. Cross joins a host of left-wing Hollywood Here's the Problem, joins a host of left-wing Hollywood celebrities who have now rejected Joe Biden's call for healing. Actress Rosanna Arquette called the Republican Party, quote, the Nazi Gestapo, while comedian Wanda Sykes claimed that all Trump voters are racists. Actor Alec Baldwin and Deborah Messing have both fantasized about physical violence against the president. Rob Reiner has called for the creation of a, quote, nonpartisan commission to investigate President Trump after he leaves the White House, saying it is necessary to, quote, restore faith in our Constitution and the rule of law, unquote. Last month, Representative AOC urged the creation of lists of Trump supporters to be held, quote, accountable for supporting the president after the election. Some of her allies created the Trump Accountability Project, which would serve as a blacklist of people who supported or had ties to the Trump administration, even federal judges appointed by the president. The next article comes to us, WashingtonExaminer.com. Headline, Comedian Rejects Biden Call for Unity, Says He Wants Blood Instead. Yes, there's more. A comedian rejected President Trump, Joe Biden, saying the United States must, quote, unite saying he wants blood instead. After a year of pain and loss, it's time to unite, heal, and rebuild, Biden tweeted Saturday. F that, I want blood, comedian and rested development actor David Cross tweeted in response. Twitter told the Washington Examiner that the message did not violate any of the tech giant's rules or policies. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm almost afraid to read it on <laughs> here because this will be played on YouTube and they might come after me because of what this guy has said, because it's okay for him to say it, 
but it's not okay for the right to say it, okay? Let's go on. Cross has been a vocal critic of President Trump. Listen to this. This is the reason I continue to read this second article because it has additional information. Cross has been a vocal critic of President Trump and even joked about different ways Trump's presidency would end during a recent stand-up show. Quote, he will be arrested and sent to federal prison for treason. He asked the audience during his Oh, Come On comedy special, or will he die of a massive coronary on a golden toilet? Or will be he assassinated by a group of caring nuns? Others in the entertainment industry has sounded off on their elation that Trump will leave the White House next month, including actor Alec Baldwin, who listed different violent ways the president could be removed from the Pennsylvania Avenue residence. Quote, Who arrests Trump if he refuses to concede? Who drags him out? Baldwin asked on her Twitter last week. Quote, A knee on his neck, cutting off his oxygen? Does he wheeze? I can't breathe. Just wail away on him like a piñata, Rodney King style. The thug who has destroyed the nation. What does he deserve? Baldwin wrote. Now, does that sound like a united nation? Or does that sound like a divided nation? There's more. Headline. Exclusive Donald Trump's martial law talk has military on red alert. This comes to us from Newsweek, another left-wing source. Date, 12-24-20. Pentagon and Washington area military leaders on red alert, wary of what President Trump might do in his remaining days in office. Though far-fetched, ranking officers have discussed what they would do if the president declared martial law. And military commands responsible for Washington, D.C. are engaged in secret contingency planning in case the armed forces are called upon to maintain or restore civil order during the inauguration and transition period. According to one officer who spoke to Newsweek on condition of anonymity, the planning is being kept out of the sight of the White House and Trump loyalists in the Pentagon for fear that it would shut down. I've been associated with the military for over 40 years, and I've never seen the discussions that are being had right now. The need for such discussions says that a retired flag officer, currently a defense contractor, has mentored and advised his service's senior leaders. He was granted anonymity in order to speak with that fear of reprisal. In other words, this is not just leftists. This is not just Hollywood crazies. This is the military scratching their heads, saying, I wonder what is going to happen. Yeah, it gets worse. This comes to us from HalTurnerRadioShow.com. I have been wanting to get this on the air for several days, but with so much other stuff, sad to say this is a couple of days old. However, it's very important. Headline, 20 states in Mexico have totally lost electrical power. This includes all of Mexico City and Guadalajara. I'll read that again. 20 states in Mexico have totally lost electrical power including all of Mexico City and Guadalajara. Now, he goes on to say it's not yet clear what caused this outage or how long it may last. What caused it, then he came back with an update saying, a sudden drop of approximately 750,000 megawatt hours triggered a network 
protection shutdown, according to HalTurnRadioShow.com. Now, so what does that mean? So why should we care if the electricity goes off in 20 states in Mexico, including Mexico City and Guadalajara? Is it a shot across the bow to America? Is this the deep state saying we control the electricity? We control the gasoline. We control the food. We control everything. And if you don't get out of office, even though we know that we did cheat, even though we know that you did win, if you don't get out of office, we're going to shut it down. I got an email that poses some very interesting questions along this line. This lady says, that's long enough for all the food in the grocery stores to go bad. All frozen, all fresh, the eggs, the milk, the bread, most of the cheese, even the onions and potatoes. Most commercial generators only have gas for about 48 hours. That's pretty serious. It will take almost 24 to 36 hours to repressurize the water pipes after the electricity goes off. That's also an entire paycheck for some people, even more. No one can work for two weeks because the electricity is off. Wow. There's not enough supplies in the warehouses to replace this supply when all of the food goes bad. Even if it's only 10 days, even if it's only for two weeks, are we prepared? Now, yesterday I had Dana Coverstone come on and read this dream. But, of course, he doesn't give the interpretation. So let's go through and read it. And, Lord, we ask you to show us the deep and secret things. We ask you to give us knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, understanding all visions and dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubt. Give us an excellent spirit. Help us to understand this wisely. Let's see if we can understand what God is saying to us. It's called the Church and State Dream. Coverstone said he had it December 19th through 23rd. He says, I saw the United States Capitol building, and it was fully lit up, and the tower part had large arms attached to it. The arms were muscular arms, with short sleeves and very rough-looking hands. The building was flying the flag that Betsy Ross designed with 13 stars and a circle in the top left corner. Across from the congressional building was a traditional-style-looking church that also had arms attached to the steeple. The arms were muscular and very similar to the arms on the Capitol building. Both had rough hands and arms that knew work with short-sleeve work shirts. The hands were not necessarily dirty, but dry and obviously had been working in the fields and on equipment. Behind the church were religious leaders wearing red-like Catholic cardinals and early 1900s preachers. Behind the Capitol building were older-style congressmen and senators from the same time frame. The clothing and style seemed older and more professional, and each group was cordial toward each other at the start. Now, here's what it's saying. It's saying that this is what America used to look like. People that worked for a living, no one had any money in excess, everyone was working together and cordial toward each other at the start, meaning they were working together. They were united. In those days, we were the united states of America, whereas today we are the divided states of America. When there is six states suing another, was it actually 13 states suing six states, and the Supreme Court refused to hear the case 
they're the only ones that can or should. They refuse to rule. They're saying we're not under the Constitution anymore, meaning we don't follow the Constitution anymore. Now, let's go on, understanding that's a picture of our nation at the beginning, when the church and the state worked together and they were cordial toward each other. Now, the next paragraph. The hands shook and seemed to get along, and they stood in their locations respecting each other, supporting each other as well. The sky above seemed to begin to move extra fast and reminded me of the time element sequence in the H.G. Wells' The Time Machine story. The scene slowed down, and I noticed the Capitol building arms were now long-sleeved and had expensive-looking cufflinks and even manicured hands with the roughness entirely gone, meaning now the working man, the person that is at the ground level, has now been removed from government. Instead, now it's your expensive, your politicians for life type people. The building was well-maintained and lit and looked as if it was taken care of and polished. The church appeared to have the same kinds of muscled arms with rough hands and seemed dry and cracked from working, and the hands were in constant motion, meaning now we've gone to having professional, lifelong politicians, whereas the church is the same. The church is still grassroots-type people. Third paragraph. The capital suddenly put their hands together firmly and popped their knuckles and then pointed to the church in an accusing way, meaning the state began to point fingers and accuse. Well, who is the great accuser? Uh, that would be Lucifer. That's his job. He stands before God day and night accusing the brethren. The church hands kept moving and working, and there was even blood on his hands from the sacrifices made in its work. The capital hands then went up as if to stop the church from moving forward, and the church stopped in its tracks. The church hands moved as if to explain they needed by the capital, but the capital stood in its way, meaning the church is trying to move forward towards Christ, trying to build, trying to grow, but the state, the state is getting in way of the church. The church tried to politely make its way through. However, the capital pushed hard against it and knocked it down. The church stayed down for a few minutes, then finally stood up, got knocked down again by the capital. The scene replayed like this a few more times, with the church being cautious, but not backing down, and standing its ground, each time getting more firm in their approach. The people behind the church seemed a bit timid, and the people behind the capital were looking rather intimidating, with arms folded and grimaces on their faces, meaning the second stage is where the capital or the state is pushing the church down, pushing the church down several times, and the church being a little timid is not fighting back as hard as it should. Third paragraph. The church popped its knuckles and set its face toward the capital and tried to walk by the state. In other words, the church is just trying to simply get by. Church is just trying to do what it's supposed to do. Trying to walk by the state, this time the church said strongly, we need to get by, and we're going to do it right, and you must allow us to pass. The state responded, <laughs> not on our watch, was the response. The state then grabbed the church by the throat, pushed it back and down, but the church got up, 
pushed back against the state. The church bent itself, leaned into the state, put its back foot in place, and both strained against each other. They pushed and contended together. One of the capital arms slipped a seed into the back pocket of the church. At the same time, some of those standing behind the church moved to stand behind the Capitol building, meaning we have the church and the state fighting against each other. The Capitol then said to the church, stand down. But the church said, we won't. There is seemingly a standoff, but a large thorny vine began to grow out of the back pocket of the church. It began to wrap around its neck, and the capital, or the state, upon seeing this, pushed back from the state and simply let it walk forward. Meaning that there is a fight going on between the state and the church, and the church allows the seed of the serpent in, allows error, allows sin into it, and it almost defeats it. Fifth paragraph. The flowers and the vine were red and biting the church and wrapping around the legs of the church. It kept growing and went into the mouth of the church and went down his throat until it surrounded the heart. By this time, the capital, or the state, was not even concerned about the church, and the church was struggling. At the right hand was white, but the left hand was red, with the vines intertwined with the fingers of it. And of course, if you'll do a little bit of research, the difference between apple and grape. Apple, it's only found about like eight or nine times in the Bible, and there's no bad comments about the apple. <laughs> Do research on grape or wine or vine, and you will find many, like 325 references. In my opinion, grape or vine or vineyard is all referring to sin. The leaves on the vine appeared as if they were flags, all red and with unusual symbols on them. The left hand of the church started pulling the vine out of its throat, but the red hand slapped away the white hand. This resulted in fight among the two hands as one tried to protect the vine, one tried to strip it from the church. As the struggle continued, the capital kept looking at the church. In other words, the state is watching the church fight, as if to assess its strength, but kept handing out money, signing bills, shaking hands with business leaders and professional-looking people from many other nations, meaning that the state has then come to where it can ignore the church because the church is fighting within from sin within. So the state is basically doing what it's wanting, and the church has no say-so over it. Last paragraph. The church began to shake violently, as if it were having a grand mal seizure, the chest split open to reveal the heart had been squeezed almost to death by the vine. The white hand suddenly took a knife and pierced the very red vine root wrapped around the heart and the vine began to wither. The red hand made a fist and punched the steeple, then tried to grab the white hand. But its strength was fading and it dropped to the side of the church meaning that there's a battle in the church, and the church finally grabs the sword of the Lord, that's the knife, and runs it into the vine, that runs it into the sin, and the church starts getting a victory. This is talking about the future now. There's a victory coming for the church. That's the good news. The church took a few steps. The white hand pulled the root away from its heart 
and buttoned up his shirt and fell to its knees and asked for forgiveness for allowing the red root to grow in his pocket. So the church repents and asks Jesus to forgive it. Then the Christ figure appeared and embraced the church. Okay, so now we see Jesus. I don't think that's returning. I don't think that's returning for a rapture. I think that that is Jesus coming in this power in terms of the miracles and the healing. Then the Christ figure appeared and embraced the church. He also pointed at the capital and said, You never wanted the church to succeed, but the gates of hell will not stop her. And those who have seen the root will prune the vine and cut off the poisonous part, meaning the church has healed. It's healed because it removes the sin out of the church. Then he turned to the church and said, Be about my father's business. Stay pure. Fear not the state, for they know not what they do. Meaning, the church then goes into a great time of healing, miracles, and growth. The church walked slowly past the capital, but then began to run after passing it for a few yards. Both hands were now white, and laying at the feet of the capital was the root of the seed that it had planted in the church's back pocket, meaning that the church removes the sin, and that dead sin is now placed at the feet of the state. It's saying, and the church is saying, and God is saying, that the church is healed and strengthened, and it has been laid at the feet of the state, saying, you didn't win. The Christ figure then stated clearly, stay braced, stay focused, stay on task, for I am coming soon. And I'll also add, hold the fort, tow the line, and fight, fight, fight. This is confirming again, my brothers and sisters, that there is hope, there is a revival, miracles like no one has seen going back to Adam, is about to hit the church. The church will rise with healing in her wings, just like we've heard so many people on this program say. There is hope. Hold the fort, toe the line, and fight, fight, fight. Pray, pray, pray. A house divided shall not stand. But God is going to step in and heal the church, and the church is going to rise. Miracles, wonders, great times lay ahead, my brothers and sisters. Be encouraged. Now, going on with our topic today, of a house divided shall not stand. Hal Turner again, December 24, headline Intel. Power outages beginning January 6th, question mark. Electoral college vote counting day, riot control, question mark. He says Intel has made its way to him alleging that in some states on January 6th, electrical power is supposedly going to be cut off to all commercial establishments for 10 days, so as to prevent them from doing any business to keep people home. Okay, what's really going on? Now, you remember the 20 states of Mexico had their electricity cut off. I'm saying, as I said, was that a shot across the bow? Perhaps. Let's go on to the next article. Hal Turner again, December 22, headline, the gauntlet is thrown down. Oath keepers to president. Quote, invoke the Insurrection Act or we will fight a bloody and desperate revolution to throw off Biden slash 
Chicom puppet regime. It goes on to say the Oath Keepers have laid out the situation within the United States succinctly and clearly the gauntlet has been thrown down. From the Oath Keepers website it says, The time is now near at hand, which must probably determine whether Americans are to be free men or slaves, whether they are to have any property they can call their own, whether their houses and farms are to be pillaged and destroyed, and themselves consigned to a state of wretchedness from which no human efforts will deliver them. The fate of unborn millions will now depend, under God, on the courage and conduct of this army. Our cruel and unrelenting enemy leaves us only the choice of brave resistance or the most abject submission. We have, therefore, to resolve, now listen carefully, to conquer or die. General George Washington addressed to the Continental Army before the Battle of Long Island, August 27, 1776. This is the letter from the Oath Keepers to President Trump. No, I won't have time to read it all, but I think you'll get the point pretty quick. President Trump, we now face a moment of peril as great, or even greater, as what General Washington and his men faced back in 1776. The very survival of our nation as a free constitutional republic hangs in the balance. And by the way, as you know, I say, we're not under the Constitution anymore. We're no longer a republic. When the Supreme Court is no longer solving cases between the states, that means it is not observing the Constitution anymore. The republic is gone. Let's go on, though. We have but one last chance to save it. The fate of unborn millions will now depend upon your conduct and the conduct of we, the many millions of American veterans and patriots who are still loyal to our Constitution. When you were sworn in, you took the oath following as mandated by Article 2 of the Constitution. I do solemnly swear, parenthesis or affirm, that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. It's time to honor that oath by defending the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. This is your moment of destiny. Will you take your place in history as the savior of our republic, right up there with President Washington and Lincoln, or will you fail to act? While you can still and leave office on January 2021, leaving, quote, we the people to fight a desperate revolutionary civil war against the illegitimate usurper and his Chicom puppet regime. Here are the facts. We are already at war with the communist China and its willing American agents, puppets and co-conspirators who seek to overthrow our Constitution as well as the international elites and other foreign enemies who have aided and abetted this war on our nation. They have infiltrated and taken over every branch of government at every level, state, and federal. War isn't coming. War is already here. Communist China could never defeat us in an open battle, so instead it infiltrated and subverted our institutions, bought the blackmailed American elites, and made allegiance with willing domestic enemies of our Constitution to defeat us from the inside out without having to fire a shot by using what is commonly referred to as fourth-generation warfare, doctrines and methods. This is war by other means, but it is war nonetheless. Though well-orchestrated mass vote fraud, 
The communist Chinese and their domestic enemy allies are about to install their illegitimate puppet, J.B., I'll skip the name, you know the name, and his equally illegitimate puppet running mate, K.H., into the White House with their treasonous fingers on the nuclear launch codes. You must act now. As a wartime president, pursuant to your oath to defend the Constitution, which is very similar to the oath all of us veterans swore, we are all ready in a fight. It's better to wage it with you as commander-in-chief than to have you comply with fraudulent election leave office, leave the White House in the hands of the illegitimate usurpers and Chinese puppets. Please don't do it. Do not concede. And do not wait until January 20, 2021. Strike now. I think I've read enough to make the point. We are a nation divided. The Constitution, the Republic is gone. Hopefully we are now under a nation under God. No longer a nation under the Constitution, but one nation truly under God, as was Israel before Samuel anointed Saul to be king. With our relationship with HeavensHarvest.com, they have all sorts of emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits, and vegetables at HeavensHarvest.com makes it easy to order. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for every person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN. That's HeavensHarvest.com, promo code S-T-A-N. For emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com.